Welcome to the Second Mom's Circle. I'm Dawn Baggett, your host, and as an adoptive mom myself and a post-adoption mom coach, I want you to feel welcome here as this is a safe space for you, adoptive moms who are maybe finding yourself in the gap. What is the gap? Well, the gap is something that I identified not only in my own life and my own family, but also in many, many others. And it happens that as adoptive moms, we often find ourselves in a gap with inadequate or even almost non-existent support and ineffective support in our roles as adoptive mom. It kind of feels like the rug is just pulled out from under you sometimes. So if that's something that you can relate to, let's dive in. Welcome to the Rerouting Harmful Influences series on Legacy Living Today with Dawn Baggett. That's me. In this final episode of the series, I had planned to talk about biases and blinders in our lives that can lead us into temptation and decision-making that gets us off our paths of purpose. You've probably noticed biases or blinders in other people, which they themselves seem oblivious to. Of course, the nature of bias is that it isn't as easily recognized and acknowledged in the person who harbors that bias. There are a variety of biases and blinders that we can mention here today. However, I recently learned about one in particular with research demonstrating that in general, we as individuals believe we have more restraint than we actually possess, ultimately leading to poor decision-making. Called restraint bias, it's a type of overconfidence that can be dangerous. Many of us want more confidence, but this type of confidence can knock us off our path of purpose rather than helping us push forward. According to Wikipedia, restraint bias is the tendency for people to overestimate their ability to control impulsive behavior. An inflated self-control belief may lead to greater exposure to temptation and increased impulsiveness. Therefore, the restraint bias has bearing on addiction. So have you ever experienced a situation in which, in hindsight, you realized that you had been overconfident in your ability to resist temptation? As you think back on it, was there a point in which you could have opted out of the situation that brought you face-to-face with that temptation? Now, here's a question. Is it avoid or resist that we're aiming for. So what do you think? Do you think it's better to avoid temptation in the first place whenever we can? It maybe seems like mincing words, and to some extent, some extent it may 
might actually be as the two words avoid and resist are often used interchangeably. But I think there's a little bit of a distinction. Of course, there are going to be temptations that we cannot avoid facing. We can view temptations as a slippery slope at times where it's best to get off at the first opportunity before it gets harder and more dangerous as we slide into more and more treacherous terrain. I think of entertainment choices, for example. How often do people choose to allow themselves the input of unsavory content in movies, video games, music, etc., and blow it all off as not influencing them? What about those addicted to or susceptible to alcohol, drugs, pornography, etc.? Yet, they delude themselves into thinking they can resist strong temptations and repeatedly expose themselves unnecessarily when they could have stayed away from the bar, gotten an accountability partner, blocked explicit sites, etc., to avoid those strong temptations in the first place. Can you think of less obvious cases of restraint bias? People are sometimes surprised at the vulnerability of Christians to temptation. But we all still have a human nature that wants control. Getting overconfident is a sure path to restraint bias and letting our guards down. And it does not demonstrate wisdom. In fact, it is foolishness to knowingly and unnecessarily put ourselves in places of temptation. To counteract restraint biases, we can cultivate the discipline of self-restraint. Self-restraint is an element of self-control or self-discipline And if we think of self-restraint as a muscle, we can understand that exercise of that muscle can build strength over time. As a weightlifter is able to add heavier weights gradually with practice and repetition, so exercising the self-restraint muscle can build our ability to exert restraint in heavier circumstances, with more weighty temptations. We can practice self-restraint as a hedge to impulsiveness. Now, it's important to recognize that self-control in general, and likewise self-restraint specifically, is a fruit of God's Holy Spirit in a Christian believer. It's not really something we drum up all on our own. And To attempt self-restraint from purely human effort can sometimes even backfire. Also, one person's weakness may not be a problem for another person. So we need to recognize our own vulnerabilities as well as human vulnerabilities in general to guard against. Another place we need wisdom. For me, I need to be aware that bringing a boatload of sweet snacks into my house may be too much of a temptation for me. If I need to bring some sweet snacks home for others, I can choose an amount that will be eaten soon, mostly by others, 
and or something that others in the household like, but I don't particularly care for. It's so much better to just avoid the temptation than to convince myself that I'll just turn up the old willpower. If I say no in the store, then I won't have to try to say no multiple times at home, especially when I'm prowling around for comfort food. Now, here's a couple of verses for us. Titus 2, chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are there is no law. We will face temptations. There's no avoiding them all. The Bible teaches us to resist temptation. Let's take a quick look at how Jesus resisted temptation in the desert wilderness after 40 days of fasting. How did Jesus resist temptation? Well, here's a few thoughts. Jesus prepared ahead of time. Though he was the Word of God incarnate in human form, he would have memorized the Holy Scriptures and been able to recall and speak them out to refute the temptations specifically. Jesus also knew the whole truth, so he was not gullible, but he recognized it when Satan tempted him with half-truths, even if they were also from Scripture. And Jesus in human form relied solely upon God's authority, and he limited his response to the temptations of Satan to what God had already said. He didn't bring in outside arguments and consult other thought leaders or attempt to argue with logic or reason. He did not negotiate. He shut each temptation down with appropriate scripture that spoke directly to the temptation presented. I'm not so good at memorizing, are you? But as we can see, knowing and memorizing scripture is an important discipline and key in preparing to resist temptations, and one that I want to cultivate in my life. Do you have some scripture memory tips to share? Share your best memory tips with me. I'd be delighted to hear from you. Has your role recently morphed to that of family caregiver, whereas it was simply mom, wife, or daughter? As a family caregiver, we can be extra vulnerable too to temptation. So see the Legacy Living Today blog for this episode's show notes and for access to my free family caregiver stress assessment. And if you're ready to apply for your one-on-one coaching session with me, let me know and you can do that at the blog as well. If you like this episode, share it with a friend and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so more people will see it. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss 
the next episode of Legacy Living Today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Mom's Circle. You can read the companion blog post and more at the website at dawnbaggett.com. Also, please leave a review and follow the podcast if you found this valuable. I'm Dawn Baggett, and as always, keep learning, keep growing, and keep loving.